0: Welcome to the
1: Lady Palace Podcast. We are your hosts, Bella and Amanda. We're just a couple of gals who are on a mission to shake up the status quo
0: around women's health. Come and delve into the depths with us as we start the conversations to empower Educate, create change, and connect you back home into your lady power. You now it's up to every woman to know what's inside of The ovaries, the womb, every part of her vagina. They're different sizes, shapes, and all colors. Life starts from a yoni, straight from our mothers.
2: Sex, fertility,
0: new creation, and the taboo.
3: Let's start a conversation. Your yoni is your homie, so lift her up higher. Ladies say you're proud, I love my vagina. Woman, power, goddess, flower, lady.
2: I'm a woman and my body is a temple And my yoni is connected to my mental. All right It's the womb tang Clan With Baller and Amanda
1: Whereabouts in the world are you?
0: Is that a secret?
3: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm not saying on the recording I can tell you guys in private But now that we're recording uh, (laughs) I'm I'm in uh I'm in America, uh, yeah. Okay. Part of the country, in <laughs> a part of the country where none of the nonsense um, that's transpired over the last two years ever existed. So mm-hmm. I haven't experienced what the majority of the world has experienced since I left Los Angeles.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, but yeah, I was in Los Angeles when all that started, which is why I got the hell out of there.
1: Mm. But, uh, <laughs> Well done. Yeah. I don't
3: (laughs) mind telling you guys off camera, but I
0: don't want. No. Fair
1: enough. Enough. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Well, nice to meet you. I'm Bella.
0: I'm Amanda. Nice to meet you. I'm
1: Dylan. (laughs) How do you say your surname? Sucoccio. 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 Okay. Okay. All right.
3: Well, well, soft seas. Sucoccio.
0: Sucoccio. So that's Italian, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It would be, if you were in Italy, it would be Sucoccio. But just for uh, everybody in, like, America, it's a big family. It's Sokoshio.
0: So. Not connected to the That's mafia there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Another yeah,
3: thing
0: yeah. we can't <laughs> say
1: <laughs> in the
3: recording. Where I'm from, yeah, my family used to run around people like Nikki Bianco and the Patriarcha <laughs> Prime family, so you guys can look that up.
1: <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. And uh, believe it or not, the, the Godfather is very true. Yeah. Uh, in terms of a lot of these these old orders, uh, especially with, you know, Cosa Nostra, you know, these like Oaths of Omerta and stuff, you'll see that with all the religious uh, cults like the Jesuits and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's it's all part of the same system. And that's why I wrote these books, because I think a lot of people, they see a lot of the symptoms of this terrible system that's all over the world, but very few people can actually piece it together. Mm. And, um, everyone wants to play the blame game, not realizing that it's all part of the same system. And so that's what my goal is to hopefully bring awareness to the fact that it's a, it's a very old system, but it's the same system. And to what degree it's being controlled now, I can't tell you. Um, but through history, you can see how, uh, Ultimately, it's going to be the priest class and they always lay claim of the land Mm -hmm. on behalf of God. And they use these allegories as uh, to justify their authority. Mm
2: -hmm. And they
3: teach the masses that these allegories are history Mm -hmm. and um, the people believe it. And so what ends up happening, like even in places like England and all that stuff, like feudalism in Europe, you see all these um, you see these people that look powerful. But if you look closer, they're really just tenants of the land. The church gave it to them and if they ever stop paying a tenth of their productivity mm. they'll find out who really owns that land mm. so even like the lords and stuff aren't as powerful as people would think the kings and all that stuff mm. and uh you see that uh in a ver- with a very brief uh blip in history america broke away from it and so like a couple generations back people in at least in where i'm from you bought your property in pounds sterling and so by using the, the reason they um in the constitution this it says no state shall use any other thing but gold and silver coin to tender debt well that's so you could own your property in the Lodium. once they got us off of gold and silver with the crime it started with the crime of 1873 but then with the emergency banking relief act of 1933 we've been using uh debt notes mm-hmm. and so you can't discharge debt to satisfy a debt. So now we don't we have to pay taxes on everything because we're not actually satisfying any debts. Whereas the old system, you use gold and silver and uh there's still people in this country that don't pay taxes on their property because their land's been paid off for that long. But they can't parcel it out or sell it because mm. once they do, they're in the new commercial system mm. and then they'll have to pay taxes. So it's uh,
2: interesting.
3: We can get back to it, but it takes uh, it takes people becoming aware all over the world of what's going on. And most of the sad thing is, is because people are so religious and superstitious, they won't look. what's really going on because it's easy for them to blame every other religion but then once it comes for them time to look at their own religion they can't do it
0: Mm. yes absolutely it's just such a way of control isn't it and um, people it's also too people don't want to look in it's having to look in Mm. to have to actually do the work to see that something's not sitting right is that you know people have really I guess just lost touch with nature and lost touch with themselves and they take everything as gospel, right? Mm. Um, mm. And it's his his story, which is like um, a play on words, isn't it? Which is what I guess that's your genius. It's a
3: play on Herodotus. It's a, it's a play on the first historian's mm. story. It's yes. his, story. his story. That's when the Greeks first allegedly started, re- like, recording history. But even then, he didn't know that, you know, half the stuff he's looking at is allegory anyway, not real.
0: Mm. And so I guess... Let's, it's such, it's such, um, I guess, what is it, food for thought really Mm. um, or words for thought and um, so we're really excited to have you on our podcast today. Um, I found you you through surfing through Instagram and um, became aware of your books that you have written, you've written multiple books, um, the books before Spirit World they were just your um, like mythology books, um, creative writing as such.
2: Yeah,
3: they're fan- so. I was doing this work in encoding it in a fantasy story, mm-hmm. and so I was writing a fantasy series, which that's like my passion. It's called uh, the Tale of Enora. I want to get that made into uh, films and TV or TV someday, but. Uh, this country, just my country, anyway, I can't speak for anyone else, it just started getting so corrupt and the things that was going on, it was getting so bad that I had to put that on hold and just like, all right, I got to be a little Mm -hmm. more aggressive with this because, you know, I've seen what's, I've seen what's happening now. You can see them, they've been planning this for a long time. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, it's hard. I was in, the problem is at the time when I was writing those, I was still in Hollywood and Hollywood is very, uh, you're really quick to get blackballed
2: like Mm. if you
3: do anything that goes against the grain people that you know were your friends for years will turn on you
1: you're canceled it's not
3: like they'll turn on you in bad but they will just like disappear and your connections will dry up and and so Mm. there's that kind of Mm. fear and that's why you don't see like celebrities and all that stuff people aren't really gonna speak out against it because they're they don't want to lose their livelihood or their lifestyle you know yeah completely so yeah so i got into that and then uh yeah. And, uh, so like I prepared some things for you because you wanted to kind of go into language, but your audience, since your audience hasn't really been exposed to my work. Um,
2: yeah. what yeah. I
3: did is I, I put together a bunch of things from like the the beginning of like book one, but also in my new book that just came out uh, a couple months ago. I don't know if you could see that. Uh, it's a God's mm-hmm. acre for winds of the soul. Uh,
0: Congratulations. there's going to
3: be some more language mechanics in that, in the beginning of that book as well. So I kind of put together a little, you know, uh, few pages of information that can kind of show people how language works, how uh, the priest class uses it. Historically, that's been their advantage. You know, people forget because we're all literate. and Well, most of us. But if you're, if somebody's watching this, they're probably literate and can read and write. But that's like a that's a thing that like even kings and stuff, you know, royalty couldn't do back in the day. That's why you have sign signatures. They would have symbols that they would write on their documents. And so the way the priest class always kept control was they would, um, change the laws and the script, the scripture, the, the law of the land was like the law of God. You know, it was mm-hmm. it was commingled, and so they would just manipulate it, and nobody could do anything about it because if you can't read, how would you know?
0: Mm. There's so much corruption, really, and the corruption mm. goes yeah. all the way back, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah. And it's just been weaved throughout millennia, um, time and time again, which is why, like, the system is slowly starting to break. But I mean, whether it breaks completely and we can and we evolve consciously to, you know, become a unified field together. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's such an interesting one because I guess for our listeners is, it's kind of really giving them a a breakdown. um, I guess through language and your book and sort of like what it means, spirit world, and how you can start to really create curiosity and start to, I guess. Lift that veil. Lift the veil, yeah. Because for many of our listeners, they're already curious, right? They're already they're already pretty awake in terms of like consciousness with within their own body. But when it comes to sort of like the system, um, it, it'd be a great way for you to kind of like take us take us on a journey.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and, it, and it's also important for like people to because I've I've also seen when people get into this, they'll start. Uh, taking like every they'll put so much weight into every single word that then it's like everything's like a spell or whatever and they'll start like trapping themselves and it's important for people not to get caught up in all that because at the end of the day words are just uh it's we would speak without written language if if a language was never created we would all have different dialects of uh the same thing Mm. and Like you can see it with babies. They know when they're hungry, right? You can't understand them, but they think they're communicating, you know, people in foreign languages that we all need, have the same needs, right? If we couldn't speak, we would have simp sign, you know, hungry or, you know, whatever. Uh, You'd have all these little ways to communicate. And so it's important for people to realize that the language doesn't enslave you, even your intent of it. It's just an expression. And so, don't get like superstitious about it all, because I see a lot of people enslaving them now themselves now because it's like they're they're afraid to use certain words, right? And that's another thing. If you can limit somebody's words and say, "Well, that's a un- unacceptable word to use," well, then you can restrict their thought. Mm. And that's why free speech is such a big deal. Because the less words you can use, the less mediums you have to express yourself. You know, it, it, it it's a slippery slope.
0: Which is what's but, been um, happening, right, worldwide mm-hmm. in terms of like, you yeah. know, we weren't able to protest yeah, I'm here in on Australia. I'm
3: <laughs> political, like I don't even vote. I don't care about politics really, no, because um, I just see it as all the same corrupt institution. But even I'm censored on every everything. Yeah, like it's it's crazy. And it's yeah. just because of the algorithms. They're designed to take down if you use any of their little trigger words. So I've gotten mm-hmm. used to not saying any of those keywords. So mm-hmm. I'll be good about it. But we don't have to talk about modern stuff anyways, just because I think everybody's already done it. It's played out.
2: And yeah.
3: what we're going to be talking about is more interesting. So right. tying into that language and feel free to jump in. Right. So yeah. don't feel like, you know, you have to let me like go and go and go. But I'm happy to.
0: But, we're just um, happy to hold the space so- for you, right? Yeah. <laughs> Vain yeah. Gem. Yeah, no, yeah. sit back
3: kick. you know grab yourself a nice yeah. hot beverage or whatever or yeah and, you know, story time yourself. um but tying into that the reason language is so and i'm going to quote an archbishop and what and i put this quote in the beginning of my first book and he said many a single word also is itself a concentrated poem having stories of poetical thought and imagery laid up in it examine it and it will be found to rest on some deep analogy of things natural and things spiritual, bringing those to illustrate and to give an abiding form and body to these. For certainly, in itself, there is no study which may be at once more instructive and entertaining than the study of the use, origin, and distinction of words." Now, one of the things you'll see people doing uh, currently, and which is why it's so critical to buy books in physical form, and especially like dictionaries, all that stuff, is you'll see they're starting to change the the, uh, the definitions of things, especially if it's on online, because they can just scrub everything and redo it to conform to their corruption. And so th- they're, they're doing that right now on Wikipedia with the word recession. Because <laughs> America's, you know, you know, going circling the drain. Uh, but so one of the things I encourage people to do is study the different definitions throughout history because their meanings uh they change with the whims of man and the vernacular and the evolutions or, uh devolutions mm-hmm. of those words in the, in the language of the people and including in this included in this is philology and how letters interchange in different languages and how the systems of language evolved in different regions based on that um for example uh like for you bella your name it it means beautiful in italian but the root of that bell bell means lord but you'll you'll see this um especially with like the syrians they interchange the b it it goes all the way back to bali in uh indonesia or Asia. they they changed the b in the p so then bell became pal pala so b-a-l or b-a-a-l A's interchange with E's and you like, so when you start seeing how different languages interchange the letters, like in Greek and Hebrew, the E and the H are the same letter. It would be Ada in Greek or be Hey in Hebrew. Mm -hmm. Um, so when you can see that you'll, you'll, the more you understand philology, the more or the less a words, uh, origin or nature can be concealed from you. And when you're a priest class, this is a way of hiding secrets. Because if somebody hasn't the knowledge of language, then they can't notice the patterns and crack the code of what you're hiding. That's why they do that. Um, so, just like to start off, how like words like are originate, they basically convey a simple idea. Um, but over time, through perhaps like bad or unfavorable circumstances, especially things like war and uh, commerce and all that stuff, with the degradation of a man's character and vernacular, they become something that conveys usually like a malignant idea. So you'll see words like knave, which once meant a lad, but now means a dishonest or unscrupulous man. Mm. A boar was once a farmer, but is now an unrefined ill-mannered person. A menial was one of the household, but now is work, or it's a task not requiring skill and lacking prestige, like a menial Mm. job, or um, as a noun, it's one who works a menial job. Things like uh, a minion was once a favorite, but now it's a follower or like underling of a powerful person, especially a servile or unimportant one. The word daft used to mean modest, but now it means foolish. Orgies, that's a funny word, but during like the era of the Illusinian and Bacchic mysteries, orgies were religious rites. And now look what they are, and so um, a
0: little bit different.
3: <laughs> it's wild because that's another uh, word for labors too. So, like when you see like the labors of Hercules or Edicles, um you'll see like sometimes like the orgies and all that stuff. So, it's important to understand that that it's not as perverted as people think. Mm. But if you're looking at it from now when it's been perverted, it it can be confusing. Dapper, that's one. Uh, it used to mean brave and bold, but now it means neat and trim. The word plausible used to mean worthy of applause. Now it means seeming reasonable or probable. Uh, The word lewd used to mean unlearned, but now it means crude and offensive in a sexual way, lewd conduct. Uh, To resent, it used to just be repay or return as action or benefit, whether it's kind or injurious. Um, But now resent is to feel bitterness, Or indignation at a circumstance action or a person and you can see it if you we say resent to resent someone but it literally is just resent
0: so Mm. you can see that
3: idea of resending something Um,
0: it's almost like opposing factors really isn't it it's like opposing each other the words are it's gone from like one extreme extreme to the other other. and who changes them Mm. the priests
3: (laughs) well I think it's, it's, the it's one of the corruptions as like languages are made common, the people do their own thing with it. And that's why like a language like Sanskrit is unique because it's the only language in the world that still um, follows its grammatical rules because it was never really made common. It was a priestly language. And so like, um, for example, like I'm reading a lot of documents and like letters and shit from like the 1600s and the 1700s and they capitalize everything that's a noun not just, like, names or, like, the beginning of, like, a sentence. So, like, if it's a noun, it's capitalized. But so you see the grammarians, they improve on that. We no longer capitalize nouns and stuff in the middle of a sentence. It's just stuff that has an important name, titles, ex- mm-hmm. etc. cetera. Um, but, yeah, so, like, y- y- you'll see this over and over again, but it's really just it's up to the people.
0: Because it's also too. I, the- I guess it's like, sorry, with, sa- um, like, Sanskrit. No, but- it has a sacredness to it. That's why it hasn't really, uh, you know, been out or it's not publicised and it's only those that have studied it that really get to see its true nature and in its
1: true form. It's almost passed down. Like it's sort of an honour to be able to have that knowledge to learn Sanskrit. Like you're sort of invited in and maybe that's because, like you said, it's not like a common language. There's no dialect or, you know, different sort of versions of it. Like it's all pretty unified
3: exactly mm. and it's so it, and that's it it harkens back to that is their way of like their secret way of communicating and um you know like even like a word like animosity used to mean like the soul like uh spirit anima mm-hmm. it used to mean spiritedness and now it means strong so like if you have an animosity towards someone you're hostile towards them mm-hmm. you have a strong hostility mm-hmm. and like like a, the word retract was to reconsider. But now we say retract and it's to withdraw or take back. Mm. Uh, Things like words, like even like a word like paradise, it once just meant a royal park or a garden of delights in all the Oriental language. Um, Think about, uh, so this, remember how saying in the beginning, like people get like super, uh, uh, sort of superstitious. Well, here's one for that. Like the word passion used to mean suffering, hence the passion of the Christ. So mm-hmm. someone who is passionate is suffering something to be done with him. And even the word suffer, if you go back, it means to allow, it's like to suffer evil is oh, to allow yeah. evil. And so now you can see like oh, yeah. in that word, people have changed what passionate is and, you know, we're like, follow your passions, you know? So it's like, you're literally, if you wanted to get, uh, if you're, if you're not looking at the intent, you could be saying, follow your suffering. <laughs> <laughs> so. You know, you kind of you see how, like, that's why some people get deep into this and their mind is, like, they're seeing <laughs> the code in the Matrix and they can yeah. get a little too uh, Oh,
1: I feel like once you get one little insight into it, it's, like, <laughs> it would just be never-ending. You'd constantly be seeking more knowledge, like, which is amazing.
3: Yes, yes. But the, the we're, so where I'm going with all this, though, is we can only go so far back with artifacts, with historical documents um but the one thing that is timeless is language and if you can trace the origin of a word and the more words you have from a culture's language the more dots you connect you can connect about their history mm-hmm. like um even like like a words like kind the like kindness right uh that comes from kin like mm-hmm. your family right mm-hmm. so we see that kindness is a debt of kin and treating others as though they are kin—it's a debt of love. And um, which is
0: the universal there are language? Those... Mm. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was just saying it's like the universal language, really, isn't it? Or the universal religion is what we need to come back to, which is love.
3: Yeah, and it, it's still there. It's just been disguised and divided up, you know. So it, mm. it really is—it's—it's it's all still under the underlying current between everything. Just people yeah. can't recognize it because we live in the too long didn't read generation and people don't really explore language. Cause it's kind of boring at first, you know, until you get like, you know, it's like, it's just like everything. Once you learn it, it becomes way more exciting once you get a little bit more advanced with it. And that's what I try to do with my books is kind of chart my progress so people can, you know, have a fun way of looking at it and expedite the process. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's owing a debt of kin is to be kind and, uh, it's you know like even like in like the greek right so like like idiot was once um a word for a private man who took his share in the management of public affairs but held no office and so the greeks called that an idiota right idiotas and um that's how it was used all the way up to the 17th century now it's an idiot is now everyone thinks of something totally different when they hear the word idiot Mm -hmm. but that before that the reason that word existed is because Greek culture mandated contact with public life and participation in it because it was necessary for developing the intellect. Um, It's not like now so much where everybody's like, you know, everybody wants results and wants somebody else to do the suffering and the hard work to get those results for them and to bear the responsibility. And that's kind of why you have the elites behaving the way they do is because the majority of people are kind of like livestock at this point. They don't really want to be independent. They say they do but they really, they really don't. When you when you look at their behaviour and what's really coming out of them, they like the slavery. Yeah. Otherwise, we wouldn't have this, you know?
0: Well,
1: well I think that's do. how I've ended up where we are after these two years, because I think there is that sort of undertone of wanting someone else to make these hard decisions for them and wanting someone else to kind of deal with it in a way to just kind of go on to not have to think too deep about it or to not get into the nitty-gritty, just kind of that surface level would just skate along. But I think that's how we kind of got here because collectively we decided let's just let someone else make these decisions for us.
0: Yeah, because people don't really want to sit in their suffering. Mm. It's too hard. It's easy to be distracted, isn't it? And so, I mean, it's like everything's by design
1: when you think about it. It's so well designed. Well, (laughs) it's also not an accident that, you know, everyone's sort of feeling like sort of just indifferent towards something as well, like, you know, how our food systems are treated, what we're doing to the air and, you know, our water, our pineal glands are calcified. We are sort of numbed.
0: Yeah, we're numb right down. Mm. We're dummified yeah, essentially, that. aren't we? We're dumbified
3: Or <laughs> yeah. mummified? Well, no, you, you said it. Indifferent. You know, mm. you, you said it. It's, it's the I don't care. Mm. And, you know, uh, somebody who I acknowledged in book one, Mark Passio, he used to say there's three words that erect the prison around you. I don't care. Mm. But then he said there's also three words that change everything, and it's I was wrong. Because once you can admit that you were wrong, you can actually start seeing why, which means you're going to be right. And then you can start doing something and behaving, uh, aligning with right behavior as opposed to wrong behavior. But I think you just hit the, the, the nail on the head. with It's indifferent. And I think when you have a lifestyle where you're just getting you're, – you're, everybody's paying you just enough to keep from getting fired and you're working just enough to keep from quitting. You know, Everybody's just surviving, the majority of people. And they can't be bothered to care. So it's like at some point, you either are going to get ejected from that, you're going to run yourself into the ground in that, or um, you're going to be successful in that. And the people, you know, once you're successful in winning, who wants to change the system when it benefits them? Mm -hmm. So there's that too. And uh, what going back to what you're saying about the responsibility, one of my favorite quotes is from Voltaire, and it is, freedom requires responsibility which is why most men dread it mm. and uh you know it does take courage to stand up and courage to break this stuff this break uh, your your routine because we are creatures of habits but you know speaking of that like think of the word virtue uh, that comes from latin virtus so this this meant warlike courage and manliness and it was pertaining to like battle right but then as um so a virtuoso, an Italian, it used to be a virtuous man. But as the Roman Empire faded away and Italy you know basically suffered every kind of ruin due to her weak leadership at you know in, in the vacuum of a collapsing empire, a virtuoso became a skilled artist or a craftsman, and it disregards all measurements of his character when it didn't used to be like that. and uh, so so this is what I'm saying when you understand this, the history, just the, the history of a single word, reveals you or it it reveals what has happened in that culture Mm. um and so like moving to like you know more in europe because that's that that's what i'm background my background is i'm sure i think you, you two probably have connection to european uh descent the celtic language became extinct in gaul and spain before latin and so the english we speak today is a blend of the Norman and Saxon languages. And this is why we have Norse influence in our language. And the last Saxon king was killed at the Battle of Hastings on Blood Lake Hill, which is Senlach Hill. And um, when the animals are in the wild or alive, they retain the Saxon names. But once they've been harvested and served to the table, they go by the Norman names. So Mm -hmm. in the Saxon names, you'd have names like cow, uh, steer, ox, But once they're on the table, the meat's called beef. Mm -hmm. So while alive, a pig would be called a swine in Saxon. But then in Norman, once it's on the table, it's called pork. Mm -hmm. And then the same pattern, calf, Saxon, becomes veal in Norman. Sheep, Saxon, becomes mutton in Norman. Deer in Saxon becomes venison in Norman. And then fowl in Saxon becomes pullet in Norman. That right there, just knowing that, reveals a history in England Mm -hmm. between all these different cultures coming here between the Saxons, the Norman, uh, like from Normandy, France, and, you know, the Norse, the Northmen, um, to the Danes, all of that stuff. And so going back to like, um, things like philology and the interchangeability of letters, you'll see in Latin, the word far F A R means corn. And that's where the word like farm comes from. And so, and it's associated with things like spelt, grain, and meal, and that F replaces H in a similar way that um, words like uh, letters like L and R interchange, i.e., loyal, royal, legal, regal, um, lex, law in Latin, rex, king. Mm -hmm. That Roy is is king in French as well. Means so that so those words are going to pertain to that rulership class hierarchy. um, Mm -hmm. the, The letter O is also OI, which when you put that O and the I together, it makes the A, if you look at the lowercase a. So words like farium Mm -hmm. and horium are also the same word just created by um, different, uh, just like little changing of letters, but it's basically the same word. And so that alteration makes them mean different things. So farium means maize, which is corn, and then horium means barn. So all these little tricks, uh, if you know what you're looking at, open up nice. a history that is otherwise not available to you. And that's what's like really, you know, you think about language and words, it, it really is a magic. It's, it doesn't exist in this physical reality. Like right. I'm literally because I know that I'm tapping into something that's not even tangible.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And so everybody else listening can do that. And your whole world will open up when you when once you learn these skill sets, and it's pretty easy. It just requires doing the the, the work.
0: So, with your, your ability work, to see have, things. have you done a yeah, lot go. of research, or is it that you just went away and then were channeled part of this, or a combination of both?
3: It's a combination of both. Um, for me, this whole journey for me started off with being around uh, the cult myself and knowing something was wrong, but also getting this sense of like, it had, it had an ancient feel like there's, there's not a single person you can blame for any of this. Unfortunately, it's a really old system. And it took a while for me to like put the pieces together. And there are some people out there who are, you know, parts of these cults that are good. And if, if you know these things, if you can educate yourself, they can reveal things to you without breaking their oaths Mm -hmm. because if you know this this stuff certain things can't be concealed from you so you could give somebody a question and that if that person's smart enough they can in a roundabout way find the answer
0: but you have to know the language
3: and so even though that person didn't tell me and didn't break any oaths mm they can show you where to look so there's a combination of that there's a combination of reading old books Um, there's a combination of People who were also part of the cults themselves and kind of broke away and tried to expose it. And there's some really good things uh, in there. Um, and then you know there is uh, because it's, I would be lying to you if I said there wasn't a spiritual aspect to this when yeah. you start doing this work.
0: Yeah, I mean it's, that's the sort of like the. I mean, it's just part. It's still it part really? of
3: this world, right? It's the the spirit. It's not
0: separate. No, it's unified. We are one. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's what I mean, we, we learn in Chinese medicine and that's what you learn in Ayurvedic. Um, and we're both Vedic meditators as well, which comes back to that whole sense of unified field, um, which is really interesting because I, I think you mentioned there, it was like you just had a sense within yourself that something didn't feel right. And so it's having to really listen to those subtle that subtlety within our body of having that embodiment to go, okay, I need to actually change trajectory here in my life to move paths because something doesn't feel right because we did a podcast because this one's dedicated to the men in our lives because we feel like I guess so much has changed of where we are currently in the universe um and these times and it's like men have lost their direction and as you were saying before with the play on words um the virtuoso of man is that it's like we want men to be able to come back to be able to find that man within themselves again, right? Um, to come mm. forward and really just start to to fight. We've got to not fight. because well,
3: <laughs> Men have listened to women in the past. For the past sixty years. <laughs> get in. T- hey, ladies, get in touch with your feminine
0: side. <laughs> <laughs> <But I'm> so <sorry. laughs>
3: There's it's a complex,
0: isn't it? That
3: people it's, can't address because everybody's scared of losing their job. They're scared of yeah, losing. We can't
1: their say anything anymore. Culture. No, my yeah. God. cancel culture. That's yeah. it. But there's always a. That's greater... happened
3: in my first book. Oh, like if you go to my first book, my fantasy series back in like 2016, they left a bunch of fake reviews and then they voted them all up. So that's all you see when you go to the landing page in America. Another, in, in other countries, you won't see it. But yeah, it's
1: well. There's people, always a deeper like
3: intention. You, they'll fuck your livelihood up.
1: Mm. Yeah, they'll come for you. <laughs> they'll come for you. They know where you are.
3: That's why you have to be independent. So, like, the thing is, is everybody likes the convenience of the system. So, if you're going to be dependent mm. on the system, you kind of have to play by its rules. So, if you don't like that, then you have to try to find a way to kind of do what you guys are doing, what I'm doing. Find other outlets to mm. and learn ways where you can monetize that or whatever so you're not as dependent on you know, an employer and that's, you know, the decentralization and, you know, the other mechanism is privatization, like forming clubs and stuff. So it's like, you're not technically in their commercial system because once Mm. you're not technically in that commercial system, they don't have jurisdiction over you and you Mm. can say whatever you want do. You can sell to whoever you want to sell or trade, whatever you're doing in that system, but you got to actually turn that into a private uh, organization before you do that, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of cogs, many wheels to turn, right? Especially if,
3: it's like, uh, like looks like you guys are into a lot of health stuff. Like, if you were to, like, in America, I don't know what it's like there, but like, if you were to, like, put like the word like cures anything or just any like type, we can't of, say
1: that. Oh, they would so-
3: put you in jail. They would yeah. say, no, you you can't say that. That's a cure, you know.
1: Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, like, there's cereal brands here that can put on their cereal lowers cholesterol, like yeah. for cereal, and you're like. What we can't even say, like, reduces inflammation without being sued, which is actually, like, that's the medicine. It's not your brand cereal, but they can say whatever they want. There seems to be exemption. Yeah. To so the high powers the to ultimate, be, right? Which yeah. Is that hierarchy system.
3: Well, you're looking at sorcery. Like, the, the very mm. word pharmacy, the root of that, as mm. you know from the book, is pharmakeia. Mm. Sorcery through drug mm. use and uh, potions and all that shit. It's,
0: Which is the symbolism, right? Which Can dark. you talk about yeah. the symbolism with the mm. snake and the – yes.
3: <laughs> it's dark. Yeah, like people Be- want to think that like this is just like a casual – like this is not happening by accident. If somebody's watching this or listening to this, you know, you're not dealing with like accidents. This is a very – they're steering a ship in a certain direction and they've been doing it for a long time because if it was just accidents – or if it was just, like, casual, they would at some point start making mistakes that would work in our favour. They wouldn't be so one-sided and, you know.
0: And that's what I guess what I find fascinating is that that these people at the top then tell a story to someone else and then those people only know that part of the story and then the next group are told a certain part of the story, right? And so but it's only the people at the top that really know what is going on. And everyone else is like a minion underneath that, but playing into the
1: story that they've been told. So playing their part. Mm. But I love what you were talking about with the pharmaceuticals and the symbolism, like that's not an accident. Because you see that in so many different medical systems, their symbolism is that same, like, snake, like, There's something slippery about it.
3: But ultimately, when that symbolism is originated, it was a good thing. It's a symbol of the sun, right? Heel, Mm -hmm. Helios. Speaking of of what we're, so we were just talking about like the origins of the words, right? So when sometimes you have to wreck, because ultimately a lot of this comes back to the sun, because it is the cult of the sun. This is what a lot of people aren't really aware of. Um, But what you'll Mm -hmm. see is like um, the word soleil. Right. uh, S.O.L.E.I.S.O.L.E.I.L. Right. But if you just look at that, break that up and put the end of that, which is the I.L. Which means the in Italian. It's il sole. That is the sun. Mm. And so when you understand how these things like the word, the the root of the word heel. Right. But also in your heel. H.E.E.L. But also H.E.L. Helios is the sun. Just like the word soul, S-O-L-E means alone because they called the sun God, Solus, the alone one, because it's by itself. But also S-O-L in Latin is the sun. But also S-O-U-L, that's Mm. the soul. But then S-O-L-E at the bottom of your foot, just like the heel, Mm. soul. So there is a... A lot of this come, harkens back to that. So in its pure form, the serpent isn't bad. In fact, if you look at the root serp, and this is another way to go into philo- philo- uh, philology, this uh, book four really gets into this. Um, S-E-R-P, well, just how I told you the L and the R interchange, so then serp would become selp, but then the E and the A interchange, so then you'd have salp, and then the P and the... Um, the interchange so you have salve now you have the root same word salvator salvation salvatore right savior and then you have serpent literally the same root dressed up differently with letters Mm -hmm. and so like this is why interchangeability of letters across different languages will help you decode everything like Mm g might represent f just as r and l interchange and as we just said f represents the aspirate h uh for people who don't know who are in the audience like an aspirate is like a letter that you put before a root so like just like um if we took ant ant well you could put p in front of it and becomes pant um you know or uh, any 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 time you're dealing with a, a word like for like oil right o l sorry o i l well, knowing that the F and H interchange, you could put F in front of it and it becomes foil, like the foil tin foil, but also foil to spoil someone's plans. But then if you put an H, it gets, becomes mm-hmm. Um And then that you'll see like this and like that, going back to that O, I being put together, uh, it would look like this for you guys. So if you just like imagine the I and the O and you put them together, it makes the lowercase mm-hmm. a. Mm-hmm. Um, that if you put those together, hoil becomes hal, which is the Doric halios, the Doric word for helios, another example of the sun. Um, and so you'd have foist and hoist. And this is done in Spanish and Latin like crazy. They interchange the H and the F. Um, like, uh, for example, in Spanish, you have hacer, meaning to do, but in Latin, it's facere. So it looks like the same word in Spanish, it's H-A-C-E-R, but in Latin, it's going to be F-A-C-E-R-E, which also means to do. Um, so you'll see like face, uh, bonaface bona means do-gooder or one who does good. And that's Pope. That's Pope Boniface, um, for those who don't know. Uh, so... There's all kinds of things like this such in the history play. of languages. Go ahead. Do you want to jump in?
0: No, I was just going to say it's such a play on words, isn't it? Mm.
3: It's yeah. a system. Yeah. And, and like, if, if people didn't know this, you could – they might dismiss it as coincidence. But mm. once you start seeing a system, it becomes mathematically impossible to be a coincidence. Mm. And so also knowing, like um, – Different words like for example, like kara or karas in Hebrew, karas, it's gonna be the sun. It's another, it's another name for sun, but it would look like if you spelled it out, just transliterated it, it would look like H R S or Het Resh um uh not shin, what's their other word for the other, they have a different word for the, they have two letters for the S's, I forget what the other one's called, but that's oh. where the word like, so it looked like H-R-S, uh, which is an abbreviation for hours, mm-hmm. um, and that's where, but that's where the word Harris comes and from. Harris. Yeah. So people with the name Harris, Harris, um, you'll see Harry, right? Harry Krishna, Hare Krishna. Um, it's all gonna pertain to the savior or the son. That's and my brother's then, name. <laughs> uh, what's that?
1: That's my brother's name. Harry.
3: Harry. Yes. Well, he's Harrison. Harry, po-
1: Harry Potter. Harry Potter. P- the sun god. Yeah. Harrison. So ours, but Harry. But, yeah. Harrison. And
3: so that's because like, um, and so that HRS mm. is also seen in Chris,
2: mm. right? Because
3: you got to remember the H. So H C and Ch and K they're all interchangeable. So that HRS becomes CHRIS, Chris mm. which meant preserving, saving, as well as maker, artificer, because they're all assigned to the God, because uh, to the Sun, because the Sun is like the mediator between us and God, gives us life. God is a maker; He makes things; He creates, and so Chris in. Uh, Chris, right? And Chris is the root of Chris, Christ, Christos. And it means good. So if you were to spell that in uh, Greek, it would be Chi, Rho, Eta, Sigma. So it would look like uh, C-H-R-E-S. But when, so that would be Chris without the accent. So it would look like Chris, C-H-R-E-S-T-O-S. But when you put the accent on the Eta, it becomes kris and that mm-hmm. comes from Krishna, which means mm-hmm. black so this is why they wear black because black is associated with good and so good is god right it's the same word as seen in the scandinavian languages they say god morgan for good morning mm-hmm. and this is where the christians took their name from because it means good men or good fellows mm-hmm.
1: Do you think that then with naming a person, coming back to names and naming a baby, does that then, because they obviously have an intention behind it and there's that, um, like when you're given your mantra, like there's that sacredness to it, is there then with the study of language some sort of link between what a parent names a baby and does that sort of set that intention for that child growing up and what character they have? Or is that just like, is a name? In my opinion,
3: or? I kind of piss a lot of people off. In my opinion, I don't think so. Mm. But maybe had you talked to me like five, to 10 years ago, I might have been in that mindset. But I really have done, uh, I've really done a lot of work on myself to get away from emotionalism and fatalism Mm. and i know a lot of great if you look almost like almost all of the great men throughout history the leaders whatever they were fatalists they really believed it was their destiny and it gives you in one way it gives you an unbelievable amount of courage to do things you wouldn't have otherwise done so it allows you to create um or accomplish great feats But then on the reverse, you can't correct your course because you believe it's God's will and you believe it's your fate. Mm. And so for me, that's so dangerous that I try to I don't believe your destiny is going to be chosen by your parents naming you something. I feel Mm -hmm. like your destiny is going to be forged by the decisions you make and the consequences, those decisions and the choices you make in every moment. And you're not condemned by one bad decision, you know, it's like nobody's good or nobody's evil. It's a repeated pattern of behavior that eventually over time brings into manifestation consequences that are either favorable or unfavorable. But, um, I think as a parent to, to at least do that though, is to start the person off on a, the proper, uh, footing of having like that self love and that like gift of, um, feeling important and special because if if you don't think that you are special or that you have that you can make an impact that you can make a dent in the universe then you don't have high self esteem and then you might not have high confidence and that could lead to stuff down the road whereas if you're a little kid and your parent is telling you I named you this because of this and this is what it means and this is you know you need to live up to you know mm-hmm. just give somebody something better to believe in it's, it it helps with that. But mm. just because you named your child something special doesn't mean that child's gonna live up to that. Yeah. It it's
2: a tool.
3: It's a
0: tool more than like a
1: Chris might not be Christ. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the opposite.
0: <laughs> and so before you said, um, he being God. Now is God a man? All we... I know,
3: actually, the the times that I've had dreams and stuff like like, so I don't remember my dreams, but every once in a while I have these like epic dreams where the whole thing plays out like it's like a it's it's crazy. The one there's been times where I've, I've interacted with uh, an entity that is the creator, and it's always been a woman.
0: Mm.
3: And we love hearing those,
0: that. Well, <laughs> it's it, the it was, Son, it, the Father, and the Holy known... Spirit, but they don't they don't ever say that the Holy Spirit is actually the feminine. Mm. That's the no because
3: so what you have from that is the corrupt version that they i mean they can't even they took the trinity out of like the scriptures and all that stuff because of all the idolatry it caused in india so like there's a whole story to that but we can get into that after this but the thing is is this presentation i'm doing for you or this stuff that i'm going over i'm not going to do with anybody else so i want to get through it (laughs) so it has a unique draw to your podcast especially Mm -hmm. down the road like that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to make sure every time I go on someone's mm-hmm. podcast, I have something that's unique for them that it's going mean, to drive so traffic if anybody's curious about my work.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Um
3: So, let's just continue and we can get into the trinity after this. Okay. For sure. Yeah.
0: Awesome. But um
3: so one of the other things like would be to explore etymologies and the origins of words. So like so just recapping the first thing that you need to look at when you look at a word is um the different definitions throughout history but now you can start seeing okay let's play with it let's let's see where that word actually originated from if it, if it came from an older word or something else and so it's important to know that not everything you see in from an etymolo- etymologist is going to be the truth. And sometimes it's just the scholar's best guess. And even though it's educated, it's just a guess. So this is why it's very important not to necessarily give authority away to somebody
0: else. So it's like an interpretation. He, say that again? Is that like an interpretation then of what they assume that it is? Well. Or is that lost in look- translation?
3: So some, some words, they're chartable, But some words... Their origin is so hazy because people don't realize that that word is actually coming from, say, an older language like a Sanskrit or Tamil. They're using a root, even like the the root of Jesus. Why is that name such a problem? Because it's an entire construct of the priest class. It's a Greek word with a Latin termination just like christian is a greek word kris with a latin termination which means it's not an organic word it was not developed but it was a mystery school term and the root of that word jesus is the old name for bacchus the monogram for bacchus the sun and that can be very controversial for people but if you knew anything about latin or greek you would see the problem with that right away which automatically debunks the authenticity of the scriptures using those words because no person speaking those languages would be using hodgepodge of names like that and then they'll say oh well his real name was yeshua uh yeshua just just to play on the word yasha savior because he's the son the savior the salvator right the serpent Mm -hmm. and so going back to these words i don't want to like burn your like i don't want you to get like religious people upset about you but just for those who are religious know that this if you dive into my work you're going to be exposed to all of it and um but back to language the third mechanism i would employ when you're when you're looking at things is experiment with the phonics right the phonetics the way things sound to unlock and learn the language of the birds because that's what it's called it's also known as green language Um, Because it ultimately goes back to, in some languages, like the ancient Irish, the Hebrew, these letters were originally named after leaves. And so what they did was, if, if you took a leaf, if you know which leaf corresponded to which letter, you could put those leaves on a string. Time to a messenger and have that messenger go to a priest in another town. He knows that secret-lettered uh, language of letters, of the leaves, of the trees, and he could see the order of those leaves and, and know how to read it because he knows which leaf corresponds to which. You know, cool. like the elm tree corresponds to this, the maple leaf corresponds to this. Wow. Uh, el- elm leaf, I should say. You know, like the birch leaf or whatever bark, mm-hmm. whatever they're gonna do it, they can they can uh, signify it to a letter. Yeah. And if somebody were to get caught with it nobody would know how to crack that code Mm -hmm. so that's why it ultimately ties to green language and the it goes all the way back to china where that's where you see or asia where you see that like lotus symbolism Mm -hmm. um but you see it in egypt too you see it in in india it's all the same uh just it's the cult in different areas but it does trace back to asia as far as we can see anyway Mm -hmm. and so that would be the secret doctrine the kabbalah and and that's what that spirit in the word uh, is what you, as somebody who's going to look at language, can interact with. And nobody, once you know the ideas laid up in a word, it reveals a bunch of other things to you. So it's not just a word. Mm. And then the other thing would be like, um, well, you know, going back to um, etymology, right? Just even the word government comes, if you know the Latin roots that are in that. Gubernare to control mente mind, Madness mm. mente mentis.
2: <laughs> wow!
3: Know, if so if people
0: just knew that, they might mm. think twice about their government, right? Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, but, like why would you? You could call it anything you want. Yeah. And, and why would it's you a subscribe to that? And it's controlling the mind. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's oh literally mind, mind control. And you know, so understanding that it's a serious thing you're dealing with, and so like um, the other thing would be like word splitting. So the art of finding concealed meanings in words, uh, dividing them and rearranging them into a different secret uh, sequence reveals the true meaning. And that's what legally, that's why legalese is like such a foreign language. And one of the hot topics you'll see in a lot of these spaces is people talking about the word understand. Because when you, real, when you rearrange it, it means stand under. So when a judge asks you if you understand the charges against you, they're not asking you if you're competent enough to comprehend the charges they're asking you do you stand under my authority of those charges and it's basically a way of consenting through word magic
0: they just mind fuckiness to do to you. <laughs>
3: Literally.
0: yeah Literally.
3: that's why you don't want to enter their system and like you don't have to fight it and so like i'm like i'm not one of those people that's like Mount up, patriots. You know, we got to fight. No, no, no. You just need to unsubscribe. It's like a a parasite, you know, like doing a cleanse. Just stop feeding it what the hell it thrives off of and it'll die.
0: That's right. Mm. So well uh, put, actually. Yeah.
1: yeah. Because we're just not taught. You don't need to be violent. Violent is not going to solve this problem. It
0: doesn't. Mm. We all just have to get out of the system. Yeah. Come back to communities again, creating our own communities within communities. Mm-hmm. Or it's self-suspicion
3: in that, defeat the presumption that the system has over you so the system can go back to like some sort of sensical system where it's like common sense, you know, it's just like, yeah, it's the system is just there to guarantee certain rights and settle certain disputes. Other than that, mm. it's not there to be your babysitter. It's not yeah. there to like make sure you have a fair shake. Mm. You know, it's no, we're all different. We're not equal. We have different skill sets and we complement each other, right? We're better together than we are apart. But it's like to sit here and just say this blank slate uh, equality nonsense, we're not equal. No, That's not a bad thing. People are trying to make that seem like acknowledging reality is a bad thing and it's not. Mm. You know, that's that's what's gotten us in this situation is we're all trying to like, you know, sweep the truth under the rug and pretend to be things that we're not. And it's make believe and it's a luxury that you have not you guys yeah. but you know what I mean Like, you, yeah. a lot of these problems are just coming from a life of so much comfort that you actually have the luxury to bitch and whine and <laughs> play fantasy all the time whereas yeah. if you look at our ancestors you know not that long ago they're friggin' in mines and they yeah. don't even have electricity mm-hmm. mining stuff you know they're yeah. logging they're doing all kinds of like gritty professions hug, because man. they didn't have all this abundance in this like fancy pants technology to do everything for them. They didn't have the ability to financial, like turn every single thing into a financial instrument yeah. and trade it. you know, like look at these people, they make money off of cryptocurrency trading digital ether, you
2: mm. know,
0: it's trading thin it's, air. <laughs> yeah.
3: Trading contracts. <laughs> they're just doing all this nonsense. That is a total luxury of, and and, and it's not even a luxury because it's actually hurting a lot it's of people. criminal. people it's are a- never going to, they're never going to be able to work. Like, they're never going to be able to do the work for anything else in their life because they got everything so easily. And that Mm. steals the reward of that journey from them, unfortunately. So it's it's a lot of hard lessons that are going to be learned.
0: And I think it's also, too, but that's only sustainable to a point. Yeah. Until the inherent nature comes in and goes, no, 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 you can't keep living like this. And you get that big wake up call.
1: We're at that point. Yeah. We're at that point. Yeah, but I think it's all going to come crashing down. Because we did a
3: podcast. It's going to happen in our lifetime. Yeah. It, it, it is going to happen in our lifetime. So we can either sit here and get mad that it's happening or just realise it's happening.
1: It's happening. And let's
3: minimise our exposure to it, you know.
0: But we did a podcast the other day with this guy, Asher Packerman. Um, he's an Australian. And uh, he was saying it was like we've totally dismissed the point. Like we went into lockdown. Lockdown <laughs> for a reason, right, to come down. He goes we're constantly just looking for ascension in the west and he said you know ascension only gets you so far we've actually got to come back down and be Mm. grounded Mm. within ourselves so then that way we can do the work and that's what lockdown was but we really kind of missed the point didn't we Mm. like we've just gone back to the same way of living yeah back to that hustle and grind people just don't get it Mm. (laughs) well because we've had it too easy
3: I think well, this is some of the sorcery that's coming out of the east, right? Like even the word Veda is another word for Buddha. The B and uh, V and B interchange, so Veda mm. Veda becomes, and the U and E interchange becomes Buddha.
2: Mm.
3: So a lot of this is coming from the east, and that ascension stuff. It's that's exactly it's getting you to like try to like. Let's say you believe in purpose and, you know, fate, whatever all that stuff is. At some point, I imagine you had some sort of conscious decision to come into this world. If not, you were thrown into it. But regardless, you're into it. You're we're here in the physical world. So why is everybody trying to ascend out of it and Mm -hmm. abrogate, you know, what the responsibility? Why did you come here? And a lot of people don't even think about like what their purpose is. And that's one of the things that. Uh, I feel like this is why everybody's going to be able to be replaced by either machines or otherwise, because you have no purpose, not you guys, but like (laughs) the average person has no, I I say that all the time. No, 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 we We get get it. We're not. We get that. I just want to make sure I don't, you know. We're not, we don't
0: get offended.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. We know. But just, I mean, just thinking about what you're saying with like the words and like name, being named a certain way, if it makes you behave, I don't want to accidentally like project something. But like people like, most people, if you talk to them and you ask them what their purpose is in life, what are they doing to make an impact? How are they impacting others? Mm. How what, what problems are they solving? They're doing nothing. They're just cogs in a wheel. So it's like if you can just be replaced by – if you're a cog in a wheel, yeah. you're going to be replaced by technology at some point. Mm. And the only way you get out of that is by purpose and doing something that makes you special, that makes you needed. Mm. You know, like even what I'm doing, it's not like a high-demand – job i wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy but it's there there's i'm having an impact and i'm talking to two ladies in australia because of what i've done you know so there's
0: you are having if you make an impact yeah go ahead you are having an impact you create you're creating awareness and curiosity for people to actually think a little deeper and expand their minds beyond their current reality And
3: well, and what you guys are doing is having an impact on me. With with and is it Angia? How do you say? How do you say that?
0: Angia. Angia yeah. is so, indigenous. Like,
3: all, I, this is the stuff that I didn't learn about, like anatomy, health, all that shit. Is like the last thing. Like, look, I don't know if you can see it. I've saved like your
0: you <laughs> the fertile I window. <laughs> we were going to ask you Why what.
3: <laughs> I saved all this stuff because I think it's fucking interesting. Oh
0: my god!
3: It's also helpful like uh
0: You can only get pregnant you know, when you have <laughs>
3: Yeah, when you have when you have <laughs> a girlfriend <laughs> and stuff like it's important to know this stuff. Yeah. And uh it's just because yes. uh, based you know how to treat a woman based on where she is in her cycle. Because she's not gonna be the same. She's not gonna be receptive to the same things based mm-hmm. on where she is in her cycle. They've even proven this, like at the Kinsey Institute, like leading up to ovulation, that like five, seven days before that, women they make reckless purchases. They hook up with guys that they might not have otherwise hooked up with. There's all kinds of reckless behavior, and so if you know that about somebody, then you're going to be better at protecting them from situations if you're with them, or if you know that about a girl, you, you know, like you know, not to let her get taken advantage of, whatever you know. So there's
0: which take, there's but all it's con- of her that coming- matter
3: that you guys you guys are doing that work and teaching people about that stuff. I think that's really interesting. That's impactful, you
0: know, because we are—we're the seasons. We're just like nature. Mm. We have four yep. seasons: winter, spring, yep. which is ovulation, follicular,
2: yeah,
0: luteal phase, which is autumn, and then our winter, which is menstruation. Mm. So we're just a representation yep. of the Tao of nature, which is, I think, you know, we need to come back to that. We need to come back to that inherent nature, um, which. That wisdom that exists within,
1: yeah, that we've actually just lost. We've lost that, and we've lost that because we're, we're also on the, ma- like male twenty-four hour cycle, which is not our inherent nature. We're meant to be on the monthly cycle, but in that twenty-four hour, because that's your circadian rhythm and that's men's clock. You run on a twenty-four hour cycle, but we're kind of. Well, I'm reading uh,
3: a book in uh, about the Darien Indian tribe. That's like in the Isthmus, Isthmus of America, like Panama. And they only reckoned time by the moon back then. But they even like, they were, their, their behavior was diff. The whole tribe, they, were, they weren't like other Indians. They were fast at night. Like when the moon, when the moonlight was there, they were like wet, as nimble as other Indians during the daytime. Mm. But then at other parts of the cycle, when there's like a new moon, there's no moonlight. They weren't as like active. Yeah. And during the daytime, they weren't as active. There's a lot of there's a lot to that, and that's we are. That's kind of like the, in the, healthy sense of all this occult symbolism. That's what's at the root of it. Is it's encoding nature. Yeah, that's and right. And cycles, and and we are, we are microcosms mm-hmm. of nature. Our creator, whatever yeah. that creator is, I can't yeah. tell you. But if somebody's watching this and they don't, they're not unsure. They're an atheist, or whatever. I would ask you this: What is the pressure of the air you breathe at sea level? That's going to be about 14.7 or 0.8 pounds per square inch. How do you have gas pressure without the necessary antecedent of containment? Mm
2: -hmm.
3: You don't. That means there's a container somewhere out there. Otherwise, we wouldn't have gas pressure. All of the air we breathe would just be going off and filling the available volume that is the vacuum of space, and we'd all be dead. That's not happening. You're Mm -hmm. in a creation, whether you like it or not. And I'm not telling people what they have to believe God is or whatever it it is. But if you can't recognize that you're in creation, you're up Shit's Creek without a paddle. It's not a good place to be. So Mm -hmm. if there's people watching that, don't take pride in if you don't believe in a creator Mm -hmm. or if you don't have the common sense to recognize that we are all part of a creation Mm because we are. Mm
0: Absolutely, yeah. we are.
1: <laughs> mm. I know. I
3: um, know. To... You know what? And this is this is perfect <laughs> because uh, another, like, one of the things uh, with language that you is uh, to look at is also anagrams. So we're talking about Earth, right? Well, if you just, you ladies know this, but like if you just rearrange that, Earth becomes Heart. Mm.
0: It's
3: the same word. Mm.
0: Mother Earth. And sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Mother Earth, the and heart, so the heart, the pulse, the life force, the chi. <laughs> the prana. The prana.
3: And, uh, the heart chakra, yeah. The heart chakra. She's exactly green. She's Nature green. produces that green and that she's abundance. Green. yeah. yeah. Mm. And so like, come another mother. way is like mm. if you look at things in reverse, like sometimes a word will be written, like a name of somebody will be written in Hebrew, but you'll pronounce it like a, in English from left to right, but its secret is in reading it like Hebrew from right to left. And so that, a good example would be like Rome's first king, which is named Numa. But if you read it like Hebrew, it's so that would be in, in Latin it would be N-U-M-A. But if you read it like Hebrew, it's Amun. Amun is the sun, Jupiter Amun, Zeus Amun, God the Father, right? Jesus the Amen. The E and U are interchangeable, recall that. So Amun and the Amen are the exact same words, just like Veda and Buddha. Um, and so... Uh, I did a great podcast recently for those who want to see uh, with Pat Life and it's uh, basically showing how in that I demonstrate how the first 300 years of Rome is nothing more than astrotheology and so Rome's history ultimately ties into Sanskrit and the Indians Whatever, whatever, whether they're actually from India or the system was just taken there and, and the people in Europe were initiated into it and then they started ruling uh, in, on behalf of that cult but there's a uh, uh, a system that the Indians used called Themeru, and it means changing and it's basically an anagrammatical way that the tribe of Yudi wrote words and that's according to Encyclopedic uh, Britannica that's not even me um, and the Yudi would be from Ayodhya in India um, so and that's where Yudi, Jew, You that's where all that stuff comes from it's all the same word and so if you were to look at the Italian name for Rome, you would see Roma. But if you read it like Hebrew, it's amor. So Roma is Rama, Brahma, Abram, the most high, but it's also R- amor, love. That's God is love. And so um, for those who want to dive more into that, check out A God's Acre for Winds of the Soul. It's my latest book. But um, you can do that. You can also just do that with like if you look at the word ears, right? If you just move the S to the front of the word, it becomes seer, which is like to burn or char the surface of something or to mark with a branding iron. But like phonetically, seer is also a seer, a prophet, a person blessed with profound moral and spiritual insight, one who sees. That's where um, Veda is also connected to that, vates, all that, because that's where Vatican comes from, the vates, the seers. And so, those are the prophets, those who prophecies the future. And so, you can even see that in the word prophet.
2: Mm. It's
3: prophet, a seer, but then there's prophet, like is, is, is something profitable?
0: Mm.
3: Will your life as a prophet be profitable?
0: And then the Do you church have eyes prophets, to see? right? <laughs> it's fascinating. Yeah. Wow.
3: And so, we talked about homonyms, which are like um, word two, oh, two or more words that have the same spelling or sound yet convey different meanings we did that with like the soul the soul the heel the hell heli helios all that stuff like um you know we have stairs that we walk up but we also stare at people we have uh hair is on our head but we also have hair as in a rabbit Mm. it's another symbol The the rabbit in spring the hare krishna right the the, Mm. the sun in spring just like the sun goes up and down the rabbit hops up and down Um, You have, like, through as in we go through something, but then you have through as I threw an object. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things that's, like, not as common is something called acrostics. And so those are poems or compositions in which certain letters uh, form a word that would likely remain hidden from those without the wherewithal to see it. Um, And so, like, when you look at the Piscean Age that Christianity was a product of, it was a failure in terms of the religious symbolism because the people just didn't take to the fish-themed deities as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was successful for currency, banking, jurisdiction of the civilized world through the use of maritime admiralty law, which is the law of the sea in all of our courts. Right. So prior to that, there was the age of Aries. So you had the Lamb of God, the dei And that's where the Ram, the Rama, Aries, in Latin, mm. what we say Aries, that means Ram. Um that, that was successful in terms of, like, people people didn't want to give that up. But there was something that you can see that the priest created called the ichthys. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this. It's, it's spelled I-C-H-T-H-Y-S for those who want to research it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a symbol of a fish. And so that was a word given to Jesus Christ. And the fish, it looks like the womb or the yoni. It's like the vesica pices. And you'll see, like, uh, Mary... Uh, she'll be a statue in that that womb, that matrix, mm. that navel. Um, anyhow, the acrostic would be like if you were to take that word in Greek, it would look like I X. I can't do this. I can't. I have to spell it in Greek. Biota iota, chi which looks kind of looks like an X, Theta which is a T H. Upsilon, which is looks like a, uh, a capital Y in all capital letters, or a lowercase would look like a U, and then um, Sigma, which kind of looks like an E when it's capitalized. Um, if you were to take the fir- first letter in each one of those uh, Greek letters, it also stands for something. So um, you would have – the Christians, they would call themselves – Vishikuli, which is the little fish. Pish and bish Mm -hmm. and vish, like Vishnu, who takes the form of a fish, Mm -hmm. is also pish as in Pisces because the V and the P interchange, but also fish. The the, P-S, sorry, the S-C in Latin is like an S-H in English. So it's not Pisces, it's Pisces, Mm -hmm. right? So the Vesica Pisces, uh, Pisces, 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 or whatever, um, they call themselves, and that's it's ultimately where you see in Episcopal, you also see it in bishop, and Mm. so that acrostic would be. It would look from top down be iota, which stands for ichthus, which is a fish or uh, Pisces, right? Pisces, pisces. Um, Then you'd have Jesus, which is I, again iota, because it's spelled Jesus in Greek is spelled with an I, because they didn't have Js back then. And then you would have Chrisos, which is spelled with a uh, chi, which is it's in Greek. It's a CH, but it looks like an X in our language. Then you that Christos uh, or Chrisos is uh, Crestus or Christ. Then you have Theo, which is God or day in Latin. So that would be uh, with the theta. And then the Upsilon would be Quios, which means son and it would be Filius. And then you would have Salvatore which is Savior,
2: mm-hmm.
3: Sotor. So that's what that that uh, uh, sigma at the end of it stands for. So ultimately, if you look at it, I don't, it's really hard to explain this. So it's like the audience, sun, the Savior, up, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Just type up ichthys, I-C-H-T-Y-S, on uh, Google I'm Images it. and go through it, and then you'll see that. But... The reason this is so significant is because a lot of this comes from the Indian culture. And the Tamilese, uh, they were, some of their mystical texts were written acrostically, just like that, and enigmatically, and admitted even by the natives that each verse could be translated five different ways. Wow. So this is why it's really difficult when you're looking at a scriptural text, You have to know you're dealing with a system of word magic that's encoding a bunch of meanings that the priests themselves know. But if you're not initiated, you're not going to be able to figure it out unless Mm -hmm. you have a key. And so I try to give people as much of a key as I can. And then to wrap it all up, there's numerology. So every alphabet, when you go, when you trace languages far back, you'll see like I'm reading about um, studying like China and like ancient you know the chinese culture and stuff the further back you go there was a time where their language was numerical Mm -hmm. so everybody across asia that was in contact with the chinese empire they could all understand the same text Mm -hmm. but they couldn't understand each other in speaking Mm
2: -hmm.
3: because their text was like sheet music or like uh morse code like they knew what everything meant in their language they just couldn't understand each other when they speak but if we know if you and i speaking different languages know what certain numbers correspond to in certain arrangements in our own language we can understand each other through that yeah. and so this is how they used to name deities and you'll see like um free or frey which in egypt is the sun you'll see that encoded in freya to the Norse traditions, another aspect of the sun, but also friga. Doesn't matter how you get there. It's the same entity, philologically Mm. and etymologically. But if you were to look at Frey in Greek, it would be phi, rho, eta, which would look like, um, the phi kind of looks like a circle with an I through it. Mm. The rho looks like a P, and then the eta looks like an H. But when you understand the numerical value of these characters, they add up to 608. Just like the old, just like that um, monogram of Jesus, which used to be for Bacchus, mm-hmm. for the Roman, it went in, in its Greek, it was Upsilon A to Sigma, which also equals 608. So you're looking at 608, which is a cycle of the old Neros, and those entities correspond to that cycle that's made by the sun every 608 years. That's what they thought at the time. It was later mm-hmm. proved that that was not right, but... They believed it when they created these archetypes, and then the Romans confused the epsilon and the iota, so it became IHS instead of YHS. And that's where the Jesuits get their logo, IHS, and you'll see that IHS oh, in the middle of a blazing sun, clearly the sun. Yeah. And for anybody who doesn't believe me, just look up the Jesuit logo. you'll see it in the art, you'll see it in all their symbolism. Yeah. So that's why. The significance of the sun,
0: right? Talk to us then about the significance of the sun in all of these. In all of these ancient cultures in terms of so is it, I mean, because it feels like we are living, even though it's 2022, we're really living in a mythological time.
3: Even corona is another word, crown, core,
1: corona, Mm. it's all related Mm. to the sun. Coronation. Um, (laughs)
3: Yeah, so this is a system, it's the reason they're the solar cult, because you have to, a lot of people don't appreciate this because we live in a technological era where we haven't had to actually rely on nature Mm -hmm. to chart our progress in anything in life.
0: Well, have we made progress? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's de-evolution, devolution. (laughs) Yeah,
3: well, think about it this way.
0: The demise.
3: The reason the sun is the saviour is because without it, you would be in eternal darkness.
0: Be so Lord.
3: every day the sun dies and is resurrected.
0: Yeah, mm. it's guaranteed.
3: Every every autumn the sun is crucified on the equinox or crosses over mm. and dies. That's why Mary is at the foot of the cross as Jesus is being crucified because Jesus is crossing into Libra, the sun leaving Virgo. And Virgin Mary is Virgo. And so the reason um you'll see a lot of this, a lot of this symbolism corresponds to when they reckon the year. So if you know what culture you're dealing with and what time of the year they reckoned the end and beginning, you can understand their um, astral theological symbolism. For example, on the winter solstice, as soon as the sun rises a degree, the, the, the days go back to start like, increasing by like four minutes each day or whatever it is that happens on the 25th. Well, that is the first day of, uh, that's in the sign of Capricorn, the manger of the goat, Capri, goat, corn seed. Mm -hmm. So at midnight, when the symbolism was formed, it's a little bit after now because of procession, but you can still see the same drama passing up in the East. After midnight, you would see the star of the East. Which would be Vindamiatrix, which is means grape harvestress. It's in um, Virgo, so she would be Lord of the Ascendant at midnight. And then, as the sun as the night goes on, right before dawn, you'll see Virgo ruling the night sky at the midheaven, as the sun is born from her side, from the manger of a goat in Capricorn, cool. of an, a virgin, immaculate conception. So this is all encoding a story right and Mm -hmm. so uh mercury and buddha's mother maya adonis's mother mira jesus's mother mary the latin word for the sea is mare that's -hmm. where mary comes from it's all pertaining to the sea um you'll see this in everything uh and you'll see it in like the rape of persephone in greek mythology you'll see it in the stealing of helen right Mm -hmm. eleni it's the virgin of the sky and so all of this is not historical, but they've taught us that it is historical, and they've retarded us. And if you look at all of these religious orders, whether it's an Abrahamic Abrahamic one, uh, going back to India, it doesn't matter. These people derive their authority, especially like if you look in the Muslim word, world, they're predicated on being descendants of Japheth, one of Noah's son. But if you know there was no Noah, mm-hmm. if you know that story is an allegory, right? All that flood symbolism pertains to Capricorn, the rainy season, the gate of Deluge. They took this from the Chaldees. They took their literal astronomical allegories, converted them into history and claimed it as their own history, and then used that as a divine right of kings to rule you. That's what you're seeing in this world. Just like people who couldn't sit, claim to be Semites, that's predicated on being a descendant of Shem, Noah's son. But if you know there was no such thing as Noah, thus no such thing as Shem, you know there's no such thing as a Shemite or a Semite, Thus, there is no such thing as an anti-Sigma. These are little tricks that people are using to stay in victim status when you call them out on their atrocities and their Mm. spiritual wickedness. And this is the real problem with religion. And that's the real reason I do my work is to help people defeat the presumption because until we defeat the presumption that all these people have over us, Mm. we are going to keep doing their bidding and their bidding is not good. Mm. we're going to go through His capital
0: <laughs> goes through the deluge <laughs> yeah, the great floods
3: <laughs> yeah so, yeah so that's yeah and so like when you look at Noah's three sons what's it if you look at their names this is why it's important you know, see Ham, blackness, darkness he pertains to winter Jepeth pertains to spring Shem pertains to summer and autumn because back then the, se- the year was broken into three parts autumn and summer were part of the same Mm. a month and so you'll see this in allegories too You like when you see statues of the lion body with the virgin head that's literally the power of the summer months right it's the sun in Leo and Virgo mm. that's when the sun is the wrath of God is at it's most prominent if you will and then you'll see like death that's constantly like the sun in winter right mm. like, like if you look at the four horsemen of the apocalypse they pertain to the seasons
2: mm. so yes.
3: it's not literal it's not literal, and that's the problem is everybody's like – they literally are are like – like it's cool to use it if it helps you, right? Like some people's favorite book is like Lord of the Rings, and there's all these amazing allegories that help them live their life and learn lessons, and it's beautiful. But the problem becomes when you start telling people that Lord of the Rings is a historical account.
2: Mm, yeah.
3: So the the Bible, all that stuff, it's amazing. There's profound truth in it, but it's not historical. It's not literal.
0: Mm. No, it's mythology, it's stories. Someone's yep. interpretation of the truth. Yeah. 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 Um, which is then used as a form of control to keep us oh. where we're at right now. Mm. To keep humanity for for benefit of these whatever you want to call it, whoever's behind the masterminds mm. behind it all.
3: <laughs> well, if you want, I can go straight into the Trinity and get the sun symbols and the way you you know, this is this is a controversial thing, but I, I prepared to do it for you guys if you want it. But it's up to you.
0: Yeah. 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 Right. I, I mean, that. Ah, Let's do it's, it. Okay. we got, and then we've got this... half an hour. I think, yeah, we've got half an hour. Can we do yeah, it in we, half we an hour? Do, we
3: can do this in like, we can, do, I'll do this really fast. And then, you know, we can just talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. I'll, I'll, I'll burn through this, but going back to, so this is like the ultimate fight, the good and evil, the light and darkness, winter and summer. So when this first started, the sun was, they noticed that the sun was like the creator in springtime, everything comes to life, you know, and blooms. But then also in winter, when the sun goes in winter, depending on what part of the year you are, obviously, uh, it, it destroys everything. So at first it was only like those two archetypes. But when you look at it from a greater perspective, it re it's revealed that that destruction is a necessary part of its reproduction and regeneration. And thus its third part of power would be uh, preserving the creation. And so when you preserve something, you're saving it. Mm. So that's why the sun is the savior of mankind, right? It brings vegetation to life in one half of the year and then kills it in the other half. And this is the origin of the Tramuti in India or Trinity. And so they would use Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. Mm. And the Persians use Ormastes, um Mithra, the mediator, and Arimanius. And then the Egyptians used Osiris, Nath, and Typhon. But they're all three in one. They're not separate. Tramuti means one god, three forms. Mm. You see this uh, in a podcast I just did where I did Troy. That's what Troy means. Troya, three in one.
0: So it's and like so, creation, maintenance, destruction, right?
3: Yes. Yeah. Preser- yes, because without that, it's like that, the yin and yang, the, yeah. the change card. The There's only one the the change is what that that constant change is the mechanism that preserves the system. Mm. Mm. If it didn't have that it would it wouldn't it wouldn't, wouldn't keep th- continuing. So that yeah, that awesome. I'm not saying this is how reality works. I'm just saying this is the symbolism That's the like container how they formed, it, you too. know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. keep going.
3: <laughs> so then the prior to like the Christian era, the Greek had the hypostases and what uh, each hypostasis was also a form of only one being. And there's, there's nothing wrong with Christianity using the symbolism, the thought process. But the wrong that Christianity commits is that it lies and deceives its believers about what it is. It steals that triune God from the mystery cults and then denies that the sun is the Trinity, despite the fact that Elohim literally is plural. right? It's, it's actually Alayim, Al being an old name for the sun, E being the God. So Al would be God, Ale would be goddess. And then you add the I am in Hebrew at the end of that, that would be plural. So it literally translates goddesses Mm -hmm. and they translate it as God. Well, why would you do that if you weren't concealing, if you weren't sneaky and up to something? Mm -hmm. There's not one person who speaks Hebrew who will tell you a word terminating in I am doesn't mean plural. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus is one aspect of that, um, the Trinity, and that would be the creator, preserver, Um, and destroyer but what they did so the trinity encodes three those three major aspects of that song creator preserver destroyer or savior destroyer the father which would be the creator the son who is the savior salvator and then there would, would be like the eva principle or the destroyer or the devil or shiva right now the christian monks whether through ignorance or deception they created four characters of the trinity but only speak of the three as part of it. So mm-hmm. they, they say the father, son, and the Holy ghost, as you were mentioning, but that's because they divided the destroy that destroyer character. They separated that and the regenerator. So now that ought to be one. Now it's two characters. It's the Holy ghost and the devil. Oh. So if it wasn't done through ignorance, I imagine that it was done to match the four seasons or the cardinal points of the year. Mm-hmm. So that change came after they turned it into four, uh, four seasons mm-hmm. as opposed to three. Um, and so that son is that S O N is also the S U N. That's, it's the preserver or the mediator. And that's what Mithra means. And that's where a lot of this comes from. And so going back to that Alein, let me just spell that in Hebrew for your audience. It would be Aleph Lamed He Yud Mem Sophie. And so that would translate or transliterate as A L E I M, but they, they transliterate it as E L O H I M. And that's disingenuous. And even the older versions of, like, the Hebrew scholars, they'll admit that. Um, now, okay. go ahead. You want to jump in? Feel free to jump in. No,
0: nah, we're just, I'll, I'll we're just, just
3: no, like, no, taking no. it in. I just, I just don't want to. You, you feel,
0: like, do it so well. I mean, your translation of being able to actually, you know, articulate that is mm.
1: just. Well, that's yeah. obviously your genius. Like, yeah. that's your gift. Phenom.
0: <laughs>
3: no, I, I no. I'm not a genius. I've just done the work. That's all it is. Yeah. And if as you do the work, you'll you'll get better at it, and then mm. it's not as impressive. And the goal for me is to get as many people b- being able to do this, so that everybody can just start standing up. But right now, people don't have the confidence to stand <gasps> up because it's kind of like how all the scientists put on these lab coats, and we're like, I'm an authority. You can't. You know, you gotta listen to us, and that's what the priests do they're one in the same when you look at them
2: mm-hmm. but
3: um so uh that christian trinity i remember i said that it doesn't actually have the word trinity anywhere in the bible but it was included under that guise of Alain. also you would have uh rasit which they say is rashit that's erroneously transliterated as r-e-s-h-i-t but if, if you were to spell it in hebrew it would be resh uh aleph Shin, uh, yud, uh, tav, and that would in English that would look like r a s i t, and that would be the first emanation or eon. And that what is meant by that is wisdom or logos because Rashid, it had that root Raz, you'll see that in Rajaput, you'll see Mm -hmm. that in Rashid, like Allah Rashid, the righteous, and in Greek it is called Arche, it pertains to top or head Mm -hmm. and so that um that would be the logos or wisdom right so it doesn't say like in the beginning god created it says by wisdom that sheet goddesses literally
2: formed Mm -hmm.
3: and that is a huge deal because when you start seeing wisdom well now you're talking about the doctrination of the the doctrine of wisdom now you're talking about Kabbalah. Now you're talking about the Persian cult. And now you're seeing what the Bible was really from. And that's why nobody can expose each other. Even though they all have the goods on each other, because <laughs> at the end you'll see they're the same friggin' cult. So nobody can pull the plug. <laughs> yeah. And so so then you'd have the spirit, which is uh, That's the second emanation or the second mind. And so together you have Alain, Rasit, and Uah. Those are the three forms of one God, the Trinity. And the Trinity is concealed in the Bible because like I was saying, it caused a shitload of idolatry in the Orient. Now, according to the Targums and Maimonides, Rashid is wisdom. This is not me. I'm not an authority, but you can see in the language, once it's there, nobody can hide it from you. Mm. Um, Origen, Jerome, Epiphanius, none of the early Christian fathers, not one of them knew anything about the Targums, particularly Jerome and Origen. And, what that indicates and what I expose in my work is that Hebrew is a product of the modern era, right? The earliest Greek writer to mention Moses was uh, Cassius Longinus, and that was in the second half of the third century.
0: What I, so bro, can I interject not- there? What I find fascinating is essentially it's just men's business,
3: right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, well, if, yeah. if it was
0: goddesses, right? Where does it actually fully originate from?
3: Well, because there's this schism. There's this schism in the early. Uh, there was like religious wars and shit in like India yeah. over like the linga, which would be the masculine phallus, and that's what you see that Lingam. obelisk everywhere, and the, the yoni. Yeah. So there was a, there was a schism. Some that's where, that's what caused a lot of this migration to Europe, and they brought all their trash to
2: to the western
3: world and that's they took all that feudalism shit all monarchies did not exist feudalism did not exist in Europe prior to all these religious cults and shit coming from Asia so that's that's why this stuff is important is because this is not a natural way of life
2: Mm. to,
3: to live where a caste system where a priest class controls everything. Then their kings. Because there has know, been
0: the- destruction. Yeah, there's been complete destruction. Um, where I think it's like the sacred texts have been abused um, and taken to power, to create and systems. Not only that, mm. I was reading
3: something from the British Empire. When they got to India, they found out because of the climate there, all of their sacred texts had to be copied every ten years because the paper and shit would rot. So you're now relying on those, those schemy friggin' priests to retranslate everything or redo everything Correctly. every 10 years. Wow. And, of course, they're going to make, you know, they're going to do things amendments. as they see mm. it, you know, versus yeah. translating it as it was.
0: Because what's really interesting, so, what we learn in um, Vedic meditation is that it, the the knowledge never gets written down. The knowledge is passed down from the gurus. Mm. rather than actually even that, written.
3: Even that's a problem though, no, right? Because you, you could play the game of telephone with any of the knowledge that I've gone over today and I guarantee after like the fifth person, they would be fucking it up.
0: <laughs> yeah, like China. But it's true. You know that that is how
3: they do stuff. I'm not denying that mm. it is. a lot of it is oral.
0: I just think it's, it's been true. corrupted. Yeah. It's been corrupted for, for purposeful corrupted. reasons. Yeah, yeah, which is but it's taken us away from nature. Yeah. which is what it, right it, yeah
3: you just said it you just said it if you can get past the corruption and just go back to seeing how the systems correspond to nature yeah then you can get the system in its pure form and don't worry about it the problem is is they're using that system yes and applying it to history and mm-hmm. like war you know and they're using it for business
2: yeah. rather
3: than no they had to create these langu- these systems because in the old days you couldn't record things so how would you remember everything you learned about nature? Well, you'd have to make a story about it. Mm. You know? That's why they would do songs. And another reason they would do songs is if you have the song, it once you know that song, it's hard to change that song. Otherwise it doesn't sound right. If you mix up the words, the music isn't going to apply and then you'll know, oh, we're getting something wrong here. Something's not right about this song or this poem
0: because it's universe it. uni universe it's a verse it's a verse of the universe right
3: or is it the is it the yoni
0: verse yeah <laughs> yeah which is womb which has the word om yeah and om means the first means in Latin. sound of the universe of creation yeah. which is then womb. one verse one verse um, yeah yeah
3: so, straight so from the yoni straight from Christian the mother when, <laughs> Going back to, you know, because women carry eggs in them, so, you know, so it's like you'll see um, Christian artwork depicting figures holding that Orphic egg. And that's because Orpheus, even though he's not a real figure, that's who is attributed to bringing that knowledge of the triform deity to Greece. Mm. And then yeah. um, that's what got in, that's through the Greeks, because Christianity comes from the Greeks. A lot of people don't understand that. Um, mm. They're the ones that created that word, Christos. Mm from the Hellenic world. So all of the early Christian fathers, they were all members of the mystery cults in Egypt and Greek. You know, you got to remember Athens is just a colony of Egypt. Um, Mm -hmm. And so just to close out in this, on the history of Orpheus, a gentleman named Payne Wright wrote, the history of Orpheus is so confused and obscured by fable that it is impossible to obtain any certain information concerning him. Now he appears to have been a Thracian, uh, and to have introduced his philosophy and religion into Greece, namely plurality of worlds and the true solar system, nor could he have gained this knowledge from any people which history of which history has preserved any memorial. For we know none among whom science had made such a progress that a truth so remote from common observation and so contradictory to the evidence of unimproved sense would not have been rejected, as it was by all sects of Greek philosophers, except the Pythagoreans." and that's Pythagoras, um, who rather revered it as an article of faith than understood it as a discovery of science. Now, I would just like to remind people, going back to what I was saying, Cassius Longinus, the first, not one person in the Greek world mentioned Moses until the Common Era. So you mean you have to rely on a Jew for their ancient history, just like you'd have to rely on the Indians for their ancient history. Well, what did these priest class do? They're always trying to make themselves look older than they are mm. so that you they they you give them authority. The Jews never were a cultural people. It's all from the modern era. And for people who are familiar with this, Hebrew is a modern language. It was introduced in the Middle Ages prior to that. That system, it's an old system. It's a priestly system. But prior to that, it wasn't spoken by any culture. That's why they had to invent the vowel point system so you know how to pronounce certain words because they don't have vowels. And if you look at what is – a what, how do you know somebody existed in this world? Well, we're human beings and we have trinkets and mementos. We leave behind jewelry. We leave behind letters, clothing, you name it, all kind of work, craftsmanship work. We maybe built something, whatever. Pythagoras, Socrates, Jesus, Muhammad. Do you know how many combined works those four men left behind? How
0: many? None. No, nothing.
3: Oh. Not only that, there is not one artifact from anybody in the areas that they were said to preach, nothing. Nothing.
2: Mm-hmm. They
3: didn't have any hand in writing the scriptures. So everybody's saying, well, Jesus said this, Muhammad said this. No, mm. you believe a story about those guys. So even if they were real, yeah, what, what the... you're reading has nothing to do with them. Mm. And this is the problem. This is, this is how serious the situation we're in is because you're looking at billions of people will yeah. go to their death to preserve this system. So they pretend that they don't want to be slaves while simultaneously,
1: so we, maybe we still celebrate, like we still celebrate Christmas and Easter, like the death and the birth of someone who well, you know, like. So we just need rising, to scrap. That, that's, we,
0: so, <laughs> scrap the priestly system and mm. exist within the godly system within.
3: It's that simple. If you know that, yeah. Jesus, <laughs> if, you know that Je- if you know that Jesus is the Son. Then yes the sun does die and rise on the equinox yeah. and then it does pro- it does pass over the spring equinox uh, sorry on the sol- it dies it ri- dies on the it rises on the winter solstice right it dies on the autumn equinox it rises over it crosses over it passes over that's actually the etymology of the word hebrew mm-hmm. those who have passed over because they are masons they are priests they mm-hmm. have passed beyond the hebraic degrees if you will And so to pass over, it's uh, it's kind of like an analogy of the sun rising, passing over the vernal equinox. So if you know that these archetypes are the sun.
1: Let's just celebrate the sun.
3: Yes. Mm. Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Mm. The sun is my Savior. I just don't look at it like the uneducated. Mm. It's just a different system. And if you read the works of the early Christian founders, They will tell you all of this stuff. It's all there. But the problem is, is people are not familiar with language. And so they're not going to look into anything that's not English because that's what's happening now is because of these empires, everybody is speaking English now and nobody's really taking because they don't need to speak other languages. Mm. Nobody learns other languages Mm. unless it's like a passion. It's a very, it's very rare Mm. that people learn other languages and that's product of the, this technological era, you go back like a hundred years, people were learning Greek, Latin, English, you know, German, French, all these, you know what I mean? But the more I can promise people, the more you learn, the more you will see that they are actually all the same language sharing the same alphabet, just dressed up differently. So Mm. it's just the beginning part of the journey that's hard to get over once in, you know, just requires like 20 minutes on each alphabet of serious study, so you can learn how each letter transliterates into your own native language. Once you've got that, then you can start reading it. It becomes mm. a lot easier. So that's what I would encourage people to do.
0: Cool. Yeah. Okay. Get into the epistemology. Mm. Um, yeah. And people don't. So now want you research. guys can
3: teach me about something for the last couple of minutes. Whatever you want.
0: I.
1: What do you want,
3: do you want an American in to know? I... American male, a toxic, ma- a toxic male. <laughs>
1: Toxic masculinity. (laughs) (laughs) I actually want to know myself because we spoke um, into the different um, astrological wonders of the world. Um, Personally, I don't know if you would know, but do you know your star sign and like your, because I know for some of our list.
3: I'm I'm in the first degree of Leo.
1: Okay. Do you know? That's, That's my sun sign. Do you know your rising and moon or yes. the other the Aries other rising
3: okay. and my moon's in Capricorn.
1: Oh, same. <laughs> Capricorn moon. Fire. <laughs> Do you know the rest of your chart? Any- What's in, like what your Mercury is, your Venus?
3: Yeah, well, Mercury's, in, uh, Mercury's pretty much always gonna be where the sun is. Th- um, yeah, because it's only like 20, it's really close to the sun. Mm. So, yeah, my Mercury is in, in Leo. Yeah. So that's like one of the bad aspects of my chart. And then uh, Venus, I believe, is in Virgo for me. Mm. Saturn is in Libra. Jupiter is in Sagittarius. So Saturn's exalting in mine, and Jupiter is in his home sign. Mm. And then uh, Mars is in cancer for me, Hmm. which is, they say is kind of like a bad one because he's in fall, but he's still over a water sign and Mars is the only planet that is happy in all of the Hmm. mare signs, the water signs.
1: My Mars is in cancer too. There you go. Oh, same, same. (laughs) All all of you?
0: No, no, no. No, no. Just
1: Do you know what your Mars is in?
0: No, no idea.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. I have to go back and look at my Like side. For me,
3: so this is what I would say. Like, so I, I think astrology is important because if we're in a creation, these things have to have an effect on us.
1: Mm. Yeah, totally.
3: But I don't believe our fate is going to be determined by the sun. No. I look at the astrology just like the weather. Yeah. So it's like if you know, if you know, like, you know, planting a seed in you know, certain parts of the year is not going to work mm. just like, so maybe doing certain activities is not going to be favorable if these aspects, you know what I mean? Mm. So
1: yeah, it's I do.
3: Not- I don't ignore astrology, but I don't think your life is going to be like, like no. you can, you're not, you're not going to be a victim of your no astrological things.
1: No. Cause that's, that's such a dangerous concept and it's not like taking this as Bible, but just a nice little insight, further insight into, You know, who you are, how you communicate, how you process thought, like show and receive love. But yeah, like you said, and I think that's like with anything, don't take it as gospel. Don't live by that or think like that fatalist kind of mindset. This is my destiny. This is.
3: And that's my problem. Like Mm. in book one, I was very much in that mindset. Mm. So like you can see how like I've changed as a person in my journey. Once you get to like book three, I've pretty much left all of the controversial sensational stuff. Mm. And book three focused more on the symbolism and mythology Mm. and book four. Everybody's saying book four is their favorite right now, but it's because it builds off the other knowledge. So it's like, if you didn't have that original knowledge, if you didn't see how bad the world was, then you might not appreciate what you're dealing with. So it's like important to to recognize it. Mm. But once you know it, you're like all right i don't need to focus on all the bad stuff anymore i can now focus on the beauty i know Mm -hmm. what the system is i know how to avoid it i know what the unhealthy foods are i know Mm -hmm. how to avoid them you know it's like that yeah and like i've been like like at the end of so like my life was like falling apart in 2020 like because of the stuff because i was living in los angeles so i lost my jobs like everything and then so i published book three and then um a gentleman at, named Chance Garden, who does Interverse podcast, he got my books and recommended me to Crow Triple Seven, who he he might be someone fun for you to have on Crow mm-hmm. or um, uh, Chance. They're both really good at this stuff. They uh, Crow has a big audience because he's the guy who discovered the lunar wave, and so he brought me on his show, and that like popped my sales so much that like I didn't have to get a job. So like I've been writing full time.
0: Right. Amazing. Since then
3: and I got out of Los Angeles and now I'm like I'll tell you guys off camera once the things over, but now I'm in a place where there has not been masks, there has not been roll up your sleevers, there's nothing. Great. Everybody's been normal. There's there's a middle class. I've it's just like
2: oh, it has an effect. So there's
3: parts of that's why everybody hates on America is because outside of the cities, America is still free as hell. There's not a lot of police because there's not a lot of people. it's just in the cities mm-hmm. where America's really going to shit but if you get out to like the rural areas morality is still high families are still you know thriving mm. it's beautiful mm. there's a lot of wilderness nature like it's mm. just it's really amazing and uh you know i hope you guys I, I feel really bad for you guys down in i hope it's something like that in australia but i have friends in australia who are like man they're recommending the fourth roll up your sleeve like oh, it's yeah. just like getting worse and worse
1: we'll so i know it.
3: people that are like fleeing <laughs> but, yeah
1: where we are, praying, in, we're in the city. We're in Melbourne, yeah. which we were the most locked down city in the world. Like, we had it hard. We had curfews. We had police, you know, and the government regulating mask wearing and all of how it. So, it's been talking, totally, we'll like, tell how you how off you camera. Your,
3: how, how do you not go, like, postal and, like, flip out? Like, how's everybody taking it?
1: See, that's the thing. They don't, most of the time. Like, this is the issue.
0: Oh, Australia it's, is literally Melbourne is... It's, people are so compliant. It's like they've lost the ability to be able to actually think for themselves, because, which is really alarming, which just, you know, perpetuates the whole system.
1: The majority is they've done a really great job to save us from this virus.
0: From the crown. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> from the literal corona like yeah. multi-level Liter- multi-faceted
1: yeah yeah uh, yeah so it god been- save the corona
0: <laughs> <laughs> cheers <sighs> to that yeah. um yeah, well, all at, right
3: at well, let's it's gotta, br- it's gotta break at some point right like yeah i mean it's like don't you think at some point like your countrymen are going to be like this is we have made a fool of ourselves because we believe this shit. Like, there's no humility at all in these people. They still think it's, like...
1: I think there's some awakening. I think because the the measures were so drastic and I think that the control and the grip on us got so drastic and got so extreme that I think it did send people to that brink of, hang on, why? And then also for people when they did get the virus, I think realising, well... It wasn't that bad. Like,
0: why did yeah. we do
1: all of this?
0: But then there's just even the forgetting. It's like people forget that they've been locked down for two years and just carry on like nothing's happened, <laughs> which I just find totally bizarre. Mm. Oh. <laughs> but it's like, you know, you take away people's base chakra, their roots, right, which connects to the emotion of fear. And so you put people into fear and then you take away their finances, their security, it's like they're easily manipulated, mm, right? That's
3: why you need you're to. Which like, is the psychology
0: nah, in the book? Yet. Why people need I, to read I also your book?
3: That's why you need to do this. That's why you <laughs> no. That's why people need to unplug from. Like if you don't watch the media, yeah. There's no. There's nothing to take you from crisis to crisis to crisis to crisis, and that's what they're doing. It's like one thing ends and they've got another lined up, so you never get a break. <laughs>
0: Literally. I, I, Now we've got monkeypox. I mean, that is just that. It makes me laugh.
1: (laughs) They're they're already making the oh my god! It's just. I mean, that it's just insanity. Money, money, park. Yeah, that's
0: right. Well, thank you.